welcome and welcome, everybody, to the show. It's Rob's Curry, Rob's Curry Show. We are live, coming at you on the eve of the third and final presidential debate. Excited? Are we excited? Now, listen, before we get to the debate, I know not everybody um, heart radio and uh, Spreaker and iTunes. I get it, but, but, what have we been talking about on this show for the past year? What have we been talking about on this show for the past year and a half? What have we been talking about this show in the last three days? Whole segment about permits and how to actually fix Washington would be to have term limits. And I got hit today with a whole bunch of emails, a whole bunch of people going, did you hear today? Did you hear today? He was talking about term limits, drain the swamp, term limits, term limits. Now, I'm not going to say that his campaign listens to the show. Read our articles. And the concept of term limits has been out there for a very long, long time. Talk about it all the time. But we have been harping on it for the past week now, as early as two nights ago. We did a huge segment Monday. So, so if maybe... Maybe the Trump campaign is listening. Maybe. Maybe. I'll give them some more tips. <laughs> we do send them our articles. Up. Bombard them. We we troll. <laughs> we, we, we don't just troll uh, the Trump campaign. We troll... Tapper, we troll uh, the Daily Beast. We troll them all. I like to use that word troll because I consider troll uh, being an anonymous Twitter egg. I consider those trolls. I don't consider necessarily a troll somebody that has a face that uh, has a place of tenure, <laughs> you know, someone that you could actually track back their comments. So if you hit up, say, Sally Cohn and go, Sally Cohn, I think you are the most annoying human being in the world. And if I could eliminate one human being from this earth, if Jesus Christ came down from the sky, adult Jesus Christ, or even baby Jesus, either or, and said, you could get rid of one human being on this earth. Sal Cone, you would be that person. So if I did that, it would 
back to me. She would go, wow, that's very harsh. Wow, that's very harsh. Who just said that? Oh, it's Rob Zakari. So, I don't consider that necessarily trolling, at least in my mind, in my warped mind. But we hit Hatter with articles, hit the Daily Beast with articles, especially if they're in the article. If we do a bit and it's about uh, Ashwan Mashman or whatever his name is from the Daily Beast or Olivia Nuzio or even Sally Cohen, which my question is, who's first? Sally Cohen or Rachel Maddow? One of them stole the other's gimmick. Who stole the gimmick? Did Sally Cohen steal Rachel Maddow's gimmick? Or did Rachel Maddow steal Sally Cohen's gimmick? Because somebody stole the other's gimmick. Let's wear the jacket. Let's have the, the chopped off hair. The no makeup or at least the light makeup. Somebody stole the other's gimmick. Who came first? The chicken or the egg? Who came first? Sally Cohn or Rachel Maddow? Just throwing it out there. But we hit them all with our articles. So I'm glad to see Trump talking about term limits. Because like we said before, the only way you're ever going to change Washington, like legitimately change Washington, is the term limits. That's all. If you had term limits, end of story. If you had term limits, and of course, no politician is going to get behind that, because then what are they going to do? It's a career. There's guys have been there for 30 years, 35 years. And when Trump says to Hillary, what have you done? All the great things you want to do, you've had the chance. You've had the chance. Why didn't you do them? And the same can be said on the right. You could go to Lindsey Graham and you can go to McCain. You can go to all of them. You say, what have you done? That's like now you hear everybody talking about Aleppo. My favorite word. Aleppo. You tune on CNN. Oh, my God. Look at the child being pulled out of the rubble. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This has been going on for a few years. It's been going on for a few years. Nobody's done anything. All these politicians have been there. Obama's been there. Draw the line in the sand. Cross it. All right. We crossed it. Uh, Okay. I'm going to draw another line in the sand. Cross that. Okay. We crossed it. I mean, if you think it's going to be better with Hillary, you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. I'll tell you this. If Hillary becomes president, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, we're going to be getting into some serious war. Guarantee you. Let me throw this at you. With Obama as president, every single one of these countries... In some way, shape, or form, has pushed us. They have. They. they I mean, 
even Boko Haram, even uh, over in Africa, they push us. We don't do anything. So it's not just Russia. It's not just China. It's the small areas. It's the areas you don't really hear about. Like I said, Boko Haram, they're, they're kidnapping hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of girls. And what do we do? Hashtag, bring our girls home, free our girls. You got people going, look at Aleppo. Oh, my God, look at, what are you talking about? That's been going on for two, three years. You got the, the girls being kidnapped by ISIS affiliates, being, uh, this horrible things. And Obama does nothing. Yeah, I'm going to draw the line in the sand. Well, we're crossing it. All right. I'm going to go hang out with Jay-Z. We're going to go dancing. We're going to watch a baseball game. I'll tell some jokes. Call some people names. Donald Trump. He's a whiner. Now. I know here in this country, everybody respects women. Anything a man can do, a woman can do. We've come a long way. Come a long way. Now, just imagine. Hillary Clinton becomes president. All of these countries that have been pushing us around because Obama is weak and pathetic as a leader. I've said it before. He makes Jimmy Carter look like Hulk Hogan. He makes Jimmy Carter look like Mike Tyson. Thought Jimmy Carter was 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 weak. And if Obama was a Republican, ah, uh, a he he a he wouldn't have won. He would never have won. And if he won, he would never have been reelected. The media would have skewered him being a, a being weak. I was going to use another word. Being weak. The media would have just, oh. Remember what, what the, the Saturday Night Live, remember what everybody did with Gerald Ford or even Bush Sr.? Not gonna do it. That whole wimp, that 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 weak, wimpy George. But remember all that. But Obama, Obama gets none of that. If he was a Republican, they would depict him as Urkel. They depict him as 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 the weakest, nerdiest puniest president we've ever had. They would over-exaggerate everything about him. Because he's been weak. Unbelievably weak. Beyond weak. So now you're going to have Hillary if, and I say if, she wins. If the media and the Democrat party, if they're able to off this 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 theft and that's what it is 
the media, and the establishment Republicans love to scoff at this, dismiss this. Ah, well, you can't say you're gonna you're questioning our democracy. We're we're remember we talked about this last night. We've got so many things that are suspect, but there's never been those smoking guns. And with this election, there's been nothing but smoking guns. And then when you add that onto the whole rigged election, because the media loves to go, oh, you can't rig the election. It's, it's bigger than dead people voting. It's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. I heard somebody today explain it really, really simple, very simple. And that was if you were a boxer or you were a fighter and you fought three people instead of one, isn't that rigged? Sure, you might win. 100% might win. But chances are, those three people are going to beat you. Wouldn't that be considered rigged? Wouldn't that be considered rigged? Of course it would be. Of course. So if Hillary Clinton and the Democrats and the media... And the corporations managed to steal this election. You're going to have Hillary Clinton as the president. And all these countries that have already been pushing Obama around. I mean, pushing him around like you would push around Urkel. What do you think they're going to do to the first woman president? What do you think they're going to do to the first woman president? Especially when a good portion of these countries still hack up women's genitals. Don't let them drive. Don't let them vote. What do you think these countries are going to do? They're going to test that first woman president because they tested Obama and they won. They said, hey, Urkel. Where's your line in the sand right there? All right. Not only are we going to cross it, but when we cross it, we're going to kick you in the nuts. And what are you going to do about it? Oh, look at that. You did nothing about it. I mean, just look at all the hacking. Just look at all the hacking. It's the Russians. It's the Russians. The Democrats think they're helping themselves. The, the, the Russians, they want Trump. They the Russians. But what does that say about our president, our commander-in-chief, our government? Because this isn't the first time we've been hacked. This has been going on for, what, a year? Like real hacking, where all of a sudden we see a report where, uh, you know, uh, this department's had uh, half a million names leaked or their information uh, compromised. And we think it's the Chinese 
I mean, to a lesser extent, remember the Sony hack? Remember how dramatic that was? So all of these big hacking things have been going on for minimal, minimal two years. And what have we done? Nothing. We've done nothing. This president has done nothing. This weak president has done nothing. Absolutely nothing. And don't tell me, oh, well, Rob, we're doing stuff behind the scenes. We just don't say, oh, bull. We, we tell everybody what we're doing on everything else. We're sending 1,000 more troops here. We're sending 200 advisors here. We're going to do this there. Maybe we'll do this. Every other week, North Korea is firing missiles, bombs. What do we do? Nothing. So now the Democrats, the media, Hillary Clinton, that whole crew steal this election. You don't think Hillary's going to get tested? Now she's either going to do what? Cower like Obama. Or she's going to have to say, hey, they're doing this specifically because I'm a woman. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to go further than a real man, a real man's man president would have done. Be like Obama. I can't be this, this Urkel, but I can't be just a man president, I'm going to have to go over the top. I'm going to have to prove that I got balls. Tanya, mark my words. If Hillary Clinton and her crew managed to steal this election, and that's what it is. That's what it is. I know everyone on the left goes, ah, you're just whining. You guys are just, well, well, no. Because you guys can't win fair and square. You can't win fair and square. You can't win fair and square. It's impossible for Democrats to actually win on ideas. Possible for them to win on ideas. They they never they don't even govern on ideas. The only reason we have Obamacare is because the media pushed Obamacare as this great and wonderful thing. If the media didn't push Obamacare, we wouldn't have Obamacare. And I would actually have insurance for my pregnant girlfriend. But I don't have insurance for my pregnant girlfriend because she has to wait until next month not to sign up for Obamacare, but to actually buy Blue Cross and Blue Shield insurance. We don't qualify for Obamacare because we make too much money. But because of Obamacare, we can't buy insurance when we want to buy insurance. 
That's the most retardedest thing in the history of the world. But the media sold it. The media sold it. So now we have it. Nazi Germany burned 7 million Jews. That's why Russia has Vladimir Putin, who's been in power for uh, 20 odd years. China. Just look to all of those countries. And like I said, that's not like that's why everybody trips out on Trump talking about rigged election. Because our democracy is supposed to be the model. Our democracy and our way of life is what we tell everybody they're supposed to be like. And even when they go, "Mm, this whole Clinton-Bush thing for the past 40 years or almost 40 years, that seems a little like our princes and... And then we go, no, 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 we have a system. It just happens to be the only qualified people to run for president are Bush and Clinton. Of course, we sell that because the people that are questioning it are a bunch of stupid Arabs. They're a bunch of stupid Italians. They're a bunch of stupid Filipino, whatever. That's how we look at them, stupid. So when they state the obvious, we go, oh, what do you get? They go, well, you know, thing, and you got the election. The guy that's the president didn't win this year voting. That's our election college. That's our church. That's what we do. That's our democracy. That's why our. Oh, okay. And then they go, well, that's okay. In any real world thinking, like the, the process of the person with the most votes wins. And story. And that's always been. The electoral college and our popular votes always just, except in 2000. The minute that happened, that should have been the time that we did away with the electoral college. After that, we should have went, all right, we can never have this again because that's not real democracy. That's not real democracy. That's fake democracy. But we didn't. So again, that was questioned. But we just kind of went, rah, 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 rah. so now Trump is bringing all of this out. The media is freaking. They are freaking. I watched Mark Preston on CNN. This is dangerous. This is, you know, I don't know what's funnier watching the media who've been implicated in this collusion act as if has seen collusion, read emails. Remember, the low, low, low information voters don't because the media is not talking about it. So if you're somebody like my father, who only watches CNN, MSNBC, and occasionally Fox, he doesn't know that John Podesta's having these dinners 
as the media is going. My dad doesn't know that he's watching Brianna Keeler and whatever she's saying completely slanted in favor of the Democrats because she's hobnobbing at John Podesta's house. My dad doesn't know that. So what's funny, watching uh, these uh, media members act as if nobody knows this. Because they know people like me, people like you, look at them and go, you were at so-and-so's house. You were, uh, you know, emailing so-and-so. Giving them reach-arounds. Telling them how awesome they were. That was you. So I don't know what's funnier, watching them act as if none of this know. It's like when you do something embarrassing and everybody watches you do it, and you act like it didn't happen, but you have that feeling inside. Everybody knows. And it's really weird, uncomfortable (laughs) hour, two, day, week, however long. Or, or reading and watching the members of the media that got outed trying to explain that they really didn't outed because what they were doing was really part of the plan to watch that uh, what is it Glenn Thrust or Trust the political guy watch uh, or read him explain that he was saying those things to John Podesta in those emails to get more information out of them yeah, it was his plan. Like, like these hacks, the, these hacks, that's all they are. They're, they're, they're hacks. Okay? It's not like they're in investigative journalists working for 60 minutes going undercover at a nuclear power plant. They're hacks. They're, they're slobs. That got their half-ass journalist degrees. And they, and they make calls. Hey, how you doing? Oh, do I got some pass to the correspondence center? Awesome. Hey, how you Oh, I get to go to that dinner party? Awesome. That's, that's all they do. They, 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 Glenn Trust, he's acting like he's, well, I said these things so I could, you know, lull the data in. A false sense of security and the, get the f out of here, man! Get out! Like, like these guys are acting like they're going undercover and, and, and sing sing, like they're going undercover with, with the Hell's Angels. They're in like they're Donnie Brasco. They're a bunch of hack journalists. That's all they are. Hack journalists. That's it. Hack journalists. 
doing what hack journalists do. Hey, I was a loser as a kid, loser growing up. I had no friends, and every single one of my friends said I would amount to nothing. Well, if you give me passes to XYZ, I'll write this awesome article about you. That's it. Listen, when I was in the entertainment industry, let, 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 me, let me clue you in. When I was in the entertainment industry, okay, back in the 90s, the industry that I was in had a, had a Bible, okay? It had a magazine. It was the Bible. If you were featured on the cover, uh, if it gave you a good review, if it did an article on you, if it gave you awards, because it ran an award show at the end of the year. If it did any of those things, it raised your status. It created sales because that magazine went to stores. It went to distributors. It went everywhere. So they would pick a magazine. Stores would pick up the magazine. Distributors would pick up the magazine. And there would be an article about you and about your movie, your product being the hot new thing. And then that store would go, oh, well, I need that. Guess what? The people that wrote those articles were losers. Every single one of these people were slobs. There used to be a guy at the magazine named Ken. This is the, I'm, his name was Ken Michaels. He had to weigh about 400 pounds, and he smelt like feces. He sat in his own farty feces. I, I kid you not, man. The most disgusting human being you could lay your eyes on. But guess what? He was one of the main reviewers. If he gave you a good review, if he gave your movie an editor's choice, if he wrote an article about you, <laughs> you're talking about an extra maybe ten, fifteen thousand dollars in business, in sales. So guess what? This guy had more friends than the most popular guy in high school who was the captain of the football team, captain of the baseball team, did charity work. This slob, this wretched human being is more popular than people that legitimately deserved to be popular and and heralded as people for doing all these wonderful things, rather charity work or getting straight A's and all of this. Why? Because he was a journalist. Because he influenced public opinion. And that's all these political writers are. That's all these political hacks are. That's all what Glenn Trust is. He's that guy that I used to deal with in my previous business and life 
back in the 90s. A slob. And look at Glenn Thrust. You got to look at this guy. He's a slob. Look at him. He, he hasn't in 10 years and hasn't refused a meatball sandwich. A gallon of haagen ice cream. Ever. It's a slob. But guess what? He's the Politico senior editor. He runs that website. So in turn, he's the most popular guy in Washington. The most popular guy in Washington. Journalists are. So I don't know what's more entertaining. Watching people like Glenn Ross try to tell you, us, that what he was doing in those emails was, was to lure. You don't need to lure these people in. They're already coming to you. They're already giving you reach around because they don't want bad publicity. There's not a politician alive that wants bad publicity. So they will do whatever they got to do to make sure you write something good or don't write something that could hurt them. So watch Glenn Frost, political, try to tell you that he was telling Desta that he's a hack and he was giving him approval of what he wrote was a way to to get into his good graces. That was a way to get the true information. Get out of here. You're a hack loser. That's what you are. You're a hack loser. You're a Democrat hack loser. That's it. That's it. Watching them come up with this, ignore it? Or they're telling us why they did it, because it's part of their master plan. Part of their master plan. Yeah, 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 I got a master plan. Get out of here. Amazing. All right, listen. Rob Zakari, it's Rob Zakari Show. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about the debate tomorrow. We're going to talk about, uh, let's see, what are we talking about? The O'Keefe videos. Talk about People Magazine, because People Magazine is now corroborating the writer who said Trump assaulted her. You know what that cooperation is? She told somebody, and that person's coming forward to say that she told them. How was that cooperation? I mean, and for every one of them, you could have five others that say, no, I was there. It didn't happen. Ugh, the media. I'm telling you guys, you, you got to get out there, and you got to vote. Okay? You got to vote. We need our turnout. 
to be 95, 96, 97%. I know we're only at about 89 right now. And you could thank the Ben Shapiro's and the rest of those little scumbags. Like I've said before, don't forget, we did it for them. We voted for Romney. We voted for McCain. We did it for the Shapiro's. We did it for the Essie Cups. And they didn't return the favor. Yeah, they don't like Trump. Okay, fine. But you should be voting for him. It's against my principles. Well, it's against my principles to vote for John McCain and Mitt Romney, too. Okay, stupid. It's Rob Zakari Show. I'll be right back. It's killing me. Be right back. Don't go away. Be right back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Build a wallet, just got ten feet higher. Build a wallet, just got ten feet strong. Build a wallet, just got ten feet higher. And build and build and build and just build a girlfriend that's all i'm saying am i the only one that eats like my pregnant girlfriend i've noticed and i'm sure there's books i haven't read but i've noticed that if you have a wife if you have a girlfriend if you are with somebody that's pregnant um 
you eat like them. Like, I don't eat a lot of candy. Um, not because I don't like candy. Um, and not because I, I, I mean, sure, part of it, I don't want to be a big fat bastard. I'm not, I'm not real hep, I'm being fat. I, I was fat at one point. Like, not like obese. I'm not saying right now I'm Mr. Skinny Mini. But I'm talking about fat. You know, like, where, where, where you got to, like, move your gut to just see your, your junk. You know, that, that type of fat. Where you look at yourself in the mirror and want to throw up. That type of fat. At one point, I was two, about 255. I'm about one, right now I'm about 198. So imagine like 50, 60 pounds heavier. That's disgusting. So, yeah, I don't eat candy because I don't want to become a fat bastard again. But more importantly, I don't eat candy because of my teeth. I F up my teeth. Not that I got beautiful, gorgeous teeth, but, uh, you know, I'm 43, and I don't go to the dentist like I should. So I got to take care of my teeth the way I take care of them. I brush, you know, three times a day and floss and uh, get the, the, the rinses. You know, I think I'm pretty good. But if I start eating candy, I could feel it. It's like you could feel the cavities eating up your teeth. And since she's it, there's candy over the house. It's candy everywhere. Can't just candy, or or fruit roll up. Just 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 crap everywhere. And I find myself grabbing this, grabbing that. <laughs> it's horrible. I was I thought I had one on me. Do I have one? Yeah, look, look, look. Uh, anybody that's listening, uh, I I have a fruit roll up in my hand. It was on my desk. And I haven't eaten it. I'm showing people in the camera. Look, I haven't eaten it yet. I haven't eaten it yet. I can't, it's, it's brutal. There's it's candy everywhere. There's fruit roll-ups. It's horrible. Cookies. There's Oreos. So, yeah, I find myself, I'm, I, you know, I grab a cookie and I go, oh, man, this is horrible. I can't wait till this kid comes out. All this candy's not going to be around. But she hasn't gained a lot of weight, I will say that, which is nice. You know, you see them pregnant women, and I, I don't want my, 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 my women fans to get all pissy with me. Uh, but, uh, you know, I see some of them pregnant women and huge. And I'm not talking about a, a baby bump huge. Like, in the face, in the legs, in the arms, the, the back. They got big back fat. They're just fat. They're like baby pregnant, fat, and then just fat, fat. I know you you guys are cursing me. I'm not too keen on that. Okay. <laughs> and she she's not like that. You look at her face, thin. Look at her arms, thin. Her legs, thin. Even her ass is thin. But it looks like she's got this big giant basketball under her shirt. Just just big basketball. So I can't wait till this kid comes out. Then none of this candy's gonna be around the house. It's horrible. Ugh, I'm eating it all. I'm going to be looking pregnant soon. <laughs> I'm going to be. And like I said, it's not necessarily the food because she eats real healthy. 
and this like the candy that's not healthy but you know she give me this because the omegas and it'll help the baby's brain give me this give me that so that's not bad if i'm you know i'm cooking their eggs or i'm making a, a like a, a big salad with chopped up chicken awesome beautiful uh you know all of that stuff but it's that effing snack things She's like, I want, I want some ice cream. Will you pick me up some ice cream? Oh, okay. And then I'm, you know, and then she's on the couch. She's just like, here, have a bite. And I'm like, oh, okay. Now I'm eating ice cream. I'm, we're both eating, eating a thing of ice, Ben and Jerry's. Ugh. I, told, I go, I can't do this. Will you pick me up some popsicles? I love popsicles. And then I'm eating popsicles on the couch, one after another. I'm like, these popsicles are so good. Ugh. I can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Baby's got to come out already. <laughs> wind up being Walter Hudson. Wind up, wind up weighing, wind up getting up to 700 pounds. Not good. All right. Enough of that. Enough of that. Stop. Oh, God. All right. So the debate tomorrow. Let's talk about the debate a little. What's going to happen? I just got word, well, not me. It's not like I have a secret in with the, with the people, but Obama's brother, that, that's what I'm hearing. Obama's brother, his, his, his uh, I guess his half-brother. So it's, his bro- it's like my brother. My, I got a half-brother. We got the same dad, different moms. But my brother's not a, he's not a Muslim. From uh, from Kenya, wherever the hell he's from, he's just a he's a German from Rochester, New York. But that's what I heard. I'm hearing that it's uh, uh, Obama's uh, brother's going to be there. It's like it's like uh, it's like Godfather. Remember, do you guys remember the Godfather? Where they, uh, where I think it's, uh, what is it, Tangelino, Tangeli, and he's, uh, and he's testifying, and all of a sudden in the back, you see, uh, you, you, <laughs> you see them, you see uh, Michael Corleone come in with the, this this guy, and you see Tangeli, he just gets real, and he's like, uh, uh, Mr. Tangeli, uh. Uh, now, uh, was Michael Corleone the boss of the Corleone family? The boss, the, you know, you know, no, no, I don't know what you're talking about, a boss. And then the crowd erupts. Into, and he goes, you know, the FBI, they, they said, ah, Michael Corleone this, and Michael Corleone that, and... Yeah, I tell them what I what they want to hear, but I don't know. I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. <laughs> and then they stop and they're like, "Uh, we would like the the court uh, record. Who is that in the back there? That this is uh, uh Frank Tangeline's brother. <laughs> he's he's come here from Sicily to give his brother support." <laughs> There's Trump with Obama's brother. <laughs> Maybe the brother would be like, 
Hello, hello. I just want to say that my brother Block is a Muslim. He's a he's a Manchurian candidate. <laughs> he's a he's a, he's a terrorist. And Trump <laughs> Trump's like, well, date. <laughs> I don't know. I you know I'm I, I'm a I'm a Trump supporter. I despise Hillary. There is some things that. Uh, that Big D does that I don't understand. I'm not going to claim that I understand everything. I know this is a way to kind of kind of rattle them. And I know that the, the Obama brother has come out and, and has actually uh, not had the nicest things to say uh, about, uh, about uh, his brother Brock. But um, I don't know. It's pretty funny, I think. So he'll be there, and then, then I, I heard, um, and then I heard that Hillary's gonna have, among other people, like Meg Whitman, big deal. Meg Whitman, a failed, uh, you know, yeah, eBay, awesome, great, but then she tried to run for governor, failed. She was a failure. Although eBay and Pretty good, but okay. But have a dwarf, not Peter Dinkley or whatever that guy's name is from Game of Thrones. That's what the first thing I heard. I heard like, whoa! It's like she's bringing the guy from Game of Thrones. What is he gonna? Do some witchcraft on Trump and and <laughs> do something to him. Whoa, what's happening? But no, she's gonna have a dwarf. But hold on, we'll get back to the dwarf. So uh, here here's the story. Obama's uh, half brother Malik Malak Obama. Donald Trump's campaign said Tuesday that a Malak Obama. The Kenyan half-brother of President Barack Obama will be the guest at Wednesday night's presidential debate. Malik Obama, an American citizen and son of Barack Obama Sr.'s uh, uh, first wife, said in July that he'd be voting for Donald Trump. I like Donald Trump because he speaks from the heart. Unlike my shit heel brother. <laughs> I didn't mean to say shit. Bleep, bleep that, okay, guys? Malik Obama said he, uh, he was voting for Trump in part because he blamed the death of Libyan uh, dictator Muammar Gaddafi on Hillary Clinton. Malik Obama claims that Gaddafi was a friend of his. <laughs> oh, man. That's, a, that's a my friend. That's my good friend, Muammar. <laughs> my good friend. Uh, Malik Obama was thanked by Trump. Trump, back in July 20, July 24, uh, Trump said, wow! <laughs> Whenever I see Trump do those things like, wow, or things like that, it's I, I just imagine, wow! President Obama's brother, Malik, just announced that he's voting for me. Was probably treated badly by the president like everybody else. <laughs> He was treated badly. Badly. (laughs) That's great. 
Malik said, I'm very excited to be at the debate. I want Trump to make America great again. Ah. <laughs> uh. And Malik also said he does not believe the numerous women who've come forward. I don't believe them. I don't believe them. Uh, the two Obamas are close. Although they both served as best man at each other's wedding. Uh, President Obama, who in his best-selling memoir, Dreams of My Father, wrote that Malik was prone to make lengthy uh, pronouncements on the need for the black man to liberate himself from the poisoning influence of European culture. Malik, who also wrote a book about their father, has been of uh, President Obama. He says one thing and then does another. He's not an honest man. And as far as I'm concerned in who he is and what he says and how he treats people. So the brothers, they don't like each other. Malik and Brock, they don't like each other. They got heat with each other. (laughs) They got heat. They got heat. So that's going to be cool. Malik will be uh, at the debate, be hanging out with uh, the Trump Trump family, be chilling. (laughs) So they've got, they got the same dad different moms so I got to imagine when I'm looking at Malik I got to imagine that Malik's mom is very dark I got to imagine Malik's mom is not white not being racist I'm just saying Malik is very dark like very very dark like Manute Bull remember the basketball player Manute Bull do you remember Manute do you remember Manute? He's very, very Manute bull. Okay, very dark. And Obama's not. Obama's kind of white. So they got different moms. Different moms. I get it. <laughs> I get it. All right. Cool. So Malik is going to be there with Trump tomorrow. I think that's going to be pretty exciting. I don't know. If uh, any sparks will fly, man, if you go online and and punch up the pictures that show uh, Barry and Malik together, yeah, I mean, Malik is very, very dark, and uh, Barry is very, very white, (laughs) just very, very white, just over-the-top white. Compared to Malik. Now, not compared to me. But compared to to Barry. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got the he's got the hat on, make America good again. <laughs> it's great. Oh, it's class. Okay, so he's gonna be there. And now Hillary uh, I wanna get the name per oh, my head itches here. Hold on. Come on now. Okay, AI. Hillary, Hillary will have. I get this perfect for you guys. Uh, yeah, dwarf at. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right. Whoa, what's what's no web? I don't need images. Uh, dwarf Hillary. Uh, no, Hillary will bring. <laughs> will I'm tell I'm not. I didn't make this up. Hillary will bring dwarf. I didn't make this up. I heard this on the way to the studio, and I and I didn't have a chance to. Fact check. I didn't. I didn't get a chance to see if uh, um, uh, if this was a five Pinocchios. But I heard that Hillary Clinton, Hillary, will bring a crippled dwarf to third. It's like I'm playing piano and singing it. Debate. Let's see. I'm. I'm. Uh, I see. I'm not seeing it. If any of you guys that are listening uh, have uh, factual information on it, because I'm reading, or I was hearing that Hillary's bringing a dwarf to the debate. She's got Meg Whitman and a dwarf, and I guess the dwarf is supposed to highlight um, uh, her caring for people with disabilities. Now, I don't know if dwarfs consider themselves being disabled. I don't think Peter Dinkle, isn't that his name, Peter Dinkle? I don't think the guy, how about if I just say the guy from Game of Thrones, the dwarf? I don't think he would consider himself disabled. I think that's kind of offensive for a dwarf to be considered disabled. But I don't know if this is true. We do know that the brother of Obama is going to be there. Uh, Is the dwarf going to be there for Hillary? We can uh, uh, do a fact check on that. (laughs) Fact check. Never, never, ever. And I mean, I'm 43, so granted, I haven't been doing politics for 80 years, but I don't ever remember the the term fact-checking, fact-check, fact-check, five Pinocchios, fact-check, being around ever before this. Okay. Who is coming to debate for Hillary? See, if I had a staff for Hillary Clinton, third night. Third night, no, I guess third, I don't know what it's called. Man, can't find it. Can't find it. But I'm hearing she's bringing a dwarf, okay? I'm hearing that she doesn't want to make any bad moves. Like, she's not going to, like, take any chances. She's going to play it safe. That's I, I, I heard that. She's going to play it safe. Uh, and she's bringing a dwarf. She's bringing a dwarf. Bringing a dwarf to highlight that she's going to be a good president for people with disabilities. Because, you know, Trump makes fun of people 
with disabilities. Well, that's what that's what the um, Clinton camp say. Oh, and okay, I got more news. Pat Smith will also be there. Remember, she's the mom of Sean Smith. She's going to be in attendance. So we got Obama's brother, and we got Pat Smith. They're going to be there. So that'd be cool. I just wish I could figure out this dwarf thing. I'm a little more interested in the dwarf thing. I know it's that's wrong. I should be, um, you know, I, I'm, you know, Pat Smith's good. I, I, I understand that. I get it. But I mean, the dwarf. Everybody loves dwarfs. That might be a big hit for her. Everybody loves dwarfs. So yeah, what's going to happen tomorrow? That's the key question. I got to imagine we're going to hear about WikiLeaks. I got to imagine that uh, Trump is going to talk about uh, the O'Keefe video footage. Now, CNN today has been actually talking about it. And we got to give props to, um, you know, people like me. People uh, like Baked Alaska, uh, uh, a slew of other people that are part of the Trump train that have been bombarding CNN and, and, and Fox and, of course, Keith and his crew, which has basically forced CNN to actually cover this story. It gives them the opportunity to kind of put lipstick on the dirty, disgusting, nasty, smelly, vile pig. But nonetheless, they're actually covering it. Because uh, I seen earlier, um, rather it was Don Lemon, or, or actually I think it was Lemon. Well, it, well, Cooper covered it, but... Lemon was covering it, and he had um, that wretched human being Sally Cohen on his show, which gave Sally Cohen and the Democrats an opportunity to put that lipstick on pig and actually say, well, i got to take Bob uh, uh, Creamer's um, – position that this was barroom talk and I'm thinking barroom talk didn't you all go after Trump for locker room talk didn't you say his words on that video could not be justified as Bar room talk or uh, uh, locker room talk. And now we've got the left saying, oh, this is bar room talk. Nobody. This is what I heard them say. Just because Bob Creamer talked about this didn't mean it happened. And then it went back to. Now, in the case of Trump, he talked about these things. It always goes back to the grab him by the pussy, grab him by the pussy, grab him by the pussy. It always goes back to that. 
Sally Cohen goes, now in the case of Trump, he talked about it, and then you had women come forward saying, he did it. Well, yeah, but anybody could say anything. Anybody could say anything. In the case of the Bob Creamer stuff, you have people that were assaulted. You have incidences of this stuff happening. So how can you dismiss the Creamer stuff as barroom talk and nothing, nothing can corroborate any of the stuff he was saying. But now Trump, look at all these women. What do you mean? Look at, yeah, look at, yeah, look at the 75-year-old woman. Yeah, look at my great-grandmother. Look at my great-grandmother talking about, he was like an octopus. And he was just grabbing me and just groping, man. He was, yeah. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. If you look at the filth, forget the fact, forget the fact that Bill Clinton, Kennedy, the whole, the, the, all the, the other senators swimming in the pool naked. Congress, the, the, the congressional pool. Put that aside, okay? Because we could do that all day. Well, Clinton did this, Trump did that. Clinton did this, Trump did that. He said this, Clinton acted on that. We could do that all day. But let's just take it from this perspective. All of Hillary Clinton and, and, and the Democrats' flaws. And their flaws. Things like Bob Creamer and the things they're talking about. Voter fraud. Like legit voter fraud. Legit pay for play. I mean, legit stuff that ultimately not only harms this country, but if Hillary Clinton wins and she becomes president, you think this is going to stop? What do you think? If she's the president, this history of her and the Democrats being just low-life, corrupt scum is all of a sudden going to end? You really think that's going to happen? And do you really think all of these leaks are all of a sudden going to stop? You really think so? You're going to have a president that is marred in scandal every single day. Every single day. Every single day. And it's going to be beyond hilarious to watch all the people that protected her and helped her get 
elected should she get elected try to battle Trump because I've said it a thousand times before Trump's not going away he's just not going away He's not going away. And if anybody thinks he's going away, you're insane. And if anybody thinks the media is going to ignore him, you're even more insane. The media didn't ignore him when he was talking about Obama's birth certificate. All the video footage they show is not from one week. It's month after month, year after year. Rather, it's The View. Rather, it's Stern. Rather, it's 60 Minutes or 2020 or uh, the Today Show. Browns. It was covered. To the point where Obama had to address it. Obama had to produce his birth certificate. What do you think Trump's going to go away if he loses in three weeks? What do you think? All these WikiLeaks are going to end? All the investigations? Remember Bill Clinton's time in office? From Whitewater to Travelgate? Selling the Lincoln bedroom? Michael Lewinsky, Paula Jones, all of those things were during his presidency. Throughout those emails, and I know in liberals' minds, house, it's like, yeah, we got it. Who cares? You know how hard it is to get us out? But imagine a president that now has to govern, and every week, all stuff continues to come out. People are going, hmm, if stuff would have come out two months ago, or three months ago, or four months ago, would she have been Bernie Sanders? Would she have beaten Bernie Sanders if this stuff came out four or five months ago? And would a Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, whoever, they beaten Donald Trump if all of this stuff would have came out five months ago? And if you say, well, no, because... The hard, there's more hardened Trump supporters than there were hardened Cruz and Rubio supporters. So in turn, we would have still had the same thing. You still would have had the same thing. Trump percentage point more than Cruz and Rubio. And they all could have went to the end and had contested convention, but at the end of the day, you still would have had Trump with more votes, more support than Cruz and Rubio. 
So, if you go with that concept, all of this stuff would have come out five, six, seven, eight months ago. And it would have already gotten baked in the cake. So, in turn, these polls that show Trump down six, seven points three weeks out would probably show him six, seven points up. Because people would have digested some of these ludicrous stories. And I'll tell you, are all the stories false on the airplane? Was that made up? Was some of them other stories made up? No. But what was made up? The sexual assault. The groping. That was made up. But I guarantee you some of those stories was basically, and I know this is going to be horrific for some of you to hear. Trust me, I know this is going to be horrific for some of you to hear. And some of you are going to say, well, would we want a president like that? Hey, guess what? That's life. I know it sucks, but that's life. But I guarantee you, some of those instances where a quid pro quo. So it was, hi, Mr. Trump. You're a billionaire. You could do all these things for me. And Trump going, yeah, I can. What are you going to do for me? Oh, well, I'll... And then they take it down. And then at the end of the day, Trump goes, okay, that was nice. Well, here, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll hook you up with this. What do you mean, Mr. Trump? I thought if I did this, you were going to make me the star of The Apprentice. I thought you were going to make me the star of Twitter. I thought you were going to make me a billionaire. Well, no, I would give you some preferential treatment. I'm not I'm going to marry you? Are you kidding me? I never said that. What? That's what I said. And they leave disgruntled. Here they are, three weeks before the, uh, before the election. He took advantage of me. Like the girl with Elred. Like that girl with Elred. You know how you don't really hear about that? Well, I mean, it was dramatic. I mean, it's more dramatic than... The People Magazine girl. I'm that, that, there's Gloria Allred. Here's the girl next to her. And then on this day, and then uh, that was very dramatic. That's not being pumped up right now. Why? Because obviously, the contestant, she popped in, she flashed the old cooch, did what she had to do. Left, then went to Trump in California. So if you're uncomfortable and you're creeped out because he kisses you and you tell your family, oh my God, what does that mean? Why would you go put yourself in that position? Because she wasn't creeped out. And she put herself in that position because she was hoping for a gig. 
There's other reports that say she has a restaurant that she wanted Trump to go to and kind of give it the big thumbs up, which would instantly put her on the map. So she went to the hotel room, gobbled a little goo, did what she had to do, and then what happened? Trump went, I don't got time to go to stupid restaurant. And she went, oh, I, I, I took that load. I did all these things. And then what happens? Here we are, three weeks out. He's like, all of these, get out of here. So, yeah, if you're a little bit on the prude side or on the hypocritical side because you're a liberal and you pretend the Bill Clinton world didn't exist, then hearing this, you're offended. Hearing this, you go, I don't want our president to be like that. But if you're not part of the hypocritical side, you're a grown-up. You go, yeah, that's that, that's that's probably that. But these are a bunch of willing participants. The ones that weren't made up were a bunch of willing participants. And at the end of the day, they didn't get what they think they should be getting. They're disgruntled. They're political, whatever they are. Talk about this. O'Keefe video and go back to the puss grab tape is amazing. To watch them go, yeah, so you had Democrats, they weren't working with the Hillary Clinton campaign. They weren't working with, they weren't they weren't employed by the Hillary Clinton campaign. They were they were well they they were working with them. And no evidence that they did any of the things that they talked about. I don't know. I don't think you could talk about murdering people. I, I don't know if you could do that. I don't know if you could legally sit there on tape and tell somebody of your plans to kill people and not face any repercussions. And the statement that comes out by the Democrats is barroom talk. Barroom talk? Well, what? 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 Who? 75-year-old woman? Oh, no. Look, the woman with Gloria Allward? No. The People Magazine woman. Because that's real. Why is it real? Because it's People Magazine. What? And any time Trump brings up the Inquirer, everybody poo-poo's the Inquirer. Ah. Ah. Well, what the hell's People Magazine? Is that Hemingway? What, what, what is People Magazine? Machine's on the cover. How do you take anything seriously? I think, uh, how do you, what do you... It's got Kardashians on the cover. Kim Kardashian, worried that she gained 65 pounds. With her second baby. Details. How how is how is Pete Magazine somehow really safer of the publishing business? But the inquirer is like, ha the inquirer. Donald Trump talks about the inquirer. What a crazy loser. You guys about people met well people magazine. Shut the f 
out of here, man. Well, we don't know about these O'Keefe tapes. We don't know about these O'Keefe tapes. Because, you know, O'Keefe is, is, is highly suspect. He has edited videos out of order. I mean, I watched Sally Cole, watched the Democrats say that, them say. Well, you don't know the context, the context of what? A guy that goes way back, like this Kramer guy, he, he's not new to the game. He's not some rogue acorn guy. He's not some acorn employee working in some half-ass office. This, this guy is, is seriously entrenched in the Democrat Party. He's seriously Seriously entrenched in the Democrat Party. Well, we don't know how these videos were edited. But don't you know, the guy is talking about criminal stuff. He's talking about voter fraud. He's talking about bussing people in talking about violence at rallies. They're talking about bird dogging. They're talking about getting homeless people to, 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 to incite by I mean, talking about this stuff. Well, we have to see the context. See, with Trump, we know the context. You know the context? He's on a bus with this douche Billy Bush who just got paid like $20 million for NBC or whatever the hell it is. And he's showing off. He's being the the, 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 the playboy celebrity talking about when you're rich and famous and you're a celebrity, girls will let you do anything. Anything, yeah, by the pussy. You know, Wilt Chamberlain had 10,000 women as a bad. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant didn't rape that woman, right? He didn't rape that woman. She was a woman who wanted to have sex. Number one basketball player in the NBA. It wasn't rape. He didn't get convicted. He said she was asshole effer. End of story. And just like just like everything else that comes up as it pertains to Republicans vanishing after an election. Because remember, if John McCain was so unhinged, if John McCain had such bad judgment, if John McCain was just the evil, cancer-riddled, senile, old man that he was back in 08, why would anybody take him seriously in Congress? Why would anybody take him seriously in the Senate? Why would anybody in the media hold John McCain up anything other than a kooky, loony nut job? And all these women that just have 
to come out three weeks before the election will disappear. They'll all disappear. Mysteriously, they'll all just vanish. And I'm not talking about, like, that. I'm saying, like, you'll never hear about these claims ever again after the election. I mean, you realize People Magazine, either this week or next week, is doing an entire issue. Well, not an entire issue, but they're doing a a, a big portion of that magazine dedicated to this whole thing with the uh, Trump uh, accuser and her friends and co-workers who she told 10 years ago, which makes up witnesses and corroborate what she said which I didn't know that's how that works. If I kill somebody and I say, well, I was at Jimmy's bar between 8 and 10 o'clock, the investigators go, oh, do you have people to corroborate that? Do you have people at the bar that were with do you? Do you have any? Oh, uh, yeah. Here, here's my, my friend Bill. Hey, Bill, was I at the bar? Yeah. Oh, were you at the bar with him? No, I was at home. So how do you know he was at the bar? He told me, oh, good enough for us. That's not how it works. These people that have come out and they said, she told us Donald Trump did this. Were you there? No. Did you see it? No. Well, how do you know what happened? Well, because she told us 10 years ago. Oh, okay. Duh. How do you know Mr. Creamer uh, was – he didn't know he – I mean, it was on a video, but did they – on the ah, – come on. It's our room talk. Oh, Lord, help us. So I got to imagine this stuff's going to come up at the debate. I got to imagine this stuff's going to come up at the debate. I got to imagine that they will talk about these women coming forward. Got to imagine that's going to come up at the debate. Now, you got Chris Wallace. And I've had a lot of my friends on the right tell me, oh, you know, he's good. He's He's a, you know, he's a Republican. And I said, listen, don't believe the hype that Chris Wallace is a Republican and somehow they're going to be fair and they're going to be hard on Hillary and soft on Trump. At the end of the day, Fox doesn't like Trump. Murdoch doesn't like Trump. One of Murdoch's closest allies, Minch. Heat Street doesn't like Trump. They don't like Trump. So they will ask Trump about the women... 
rigged election, and so forth and so on. Don't for one second think Trump's going to be able to just sit there and relax and Wallace is going to go after Hillary. Ain't going to happen. Just remember, the establishment Republicans have a lot to lose if Trump wins. They got a lot to lose if Trump wins. Especially when he's talking about term limits. They don't want uh, term limits. Then they'd actually have to do something. They actually have to work. They don't want to work. So, before everybody gets all excited, they got uh, Chris Wallace tomorrow in the final debate. Chris Wallace. Fox. And the establishment. So don't get too 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 excited. I right. don't get too excited. But I got to imagine that Trump will bring up all of this um, WikiLeaks stuff. I got to imagine. I got to imagine the O'Keefe stuff is going to come up. So we'll see if Trump is as fired up as he was in the second debate uh, and uh, he keeps that uh, through the 90 minutes we're going to be alright we're going to be alright he's got to keep that fire up and on, on a side on, on a side note here's, here's also what I, what I love again there's nothing we could do about it because the media is controlled by the democrats there's nothing we can do about it. And I've said it for the last year and a half. We have to create our own network. And if the rumors are true, because Trump and his crew have been listening to the Rob Zakari show, win, lose, or draw after this election, there will be a Trump network. And I know people go, Trump, not- it'll fail just like, just like what? The Trump states. Oh, stop. Stop. Okay, stop. People are so stupid. You know, when, when, I, when I hear people say that, I, I, I try to explain to them how life works and business works. You can't look at something like Trump states and go, well, look, that's the success. You know what you have to look at? You have to look at Trump. You have to look at his kids. You have to look at the entity of Trump. You can't go, oh, well, look at Trump water. No, 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 no. You got to look at Trump. He himself is the success. He himself is the business. He himself is the thing that was created. His kids are the things that were created. I'm not talking about the jizz that created human beings. I'm talking about the success, the business of being Trump. 
So like I said, eventually, win, lose, or draw, we'll have a network. We will have counter-programming to Anderson Cooper. We'll have counter-programming to Wolf Blitzer. We'll have counter-programming to George Stepanopoulos. And the network will be created as a counter-program. So when you hear the Anderson Coopers and the Wolf Blitzers talk about Trump stating, hey, we should have a drug test before the debate. And MSNBC and CBS, they all get outraged. Oh, my God, this is where the campaign's gone. How can they say these things? Oh, how can he say that? And there's nobody on a network calling them out and saying, wait a minute, wasn't it the left who were trying to convince everybody in America that Trump was on coke? Wasn't it the left? Whether it was John Oliver, Bill Maher, Howard Dean. I mean, Howard Dean, the former chairman of the DNC. Wasn't it the left that started the drug talk? Wasn't it the left? Jimmy Kimmel, Stephen Colbert. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. They all started the drug talk. And so what happens? Trump brings up drug testing, and the left is outraged. Oh, my God. How could Donald Trump say this? What? Now, if we had our own network... And not no 999 network. <laughs> okay. Not no, not no Glenn Beck. The Blaze. Or Levine TV. No, like, you're sitting there watching Anderson Cooper. And then you go, all right, let me flip over to, you know, 772. And then it's a host going, yeah, so what Anderson Cooper said today, patently false. Because he's a hack. In between hanging out with Andy Cohen from See What Happens Now and doing man pyramids on a beach in Morocco, between that and counting the ball drop with Kathy Griffith, he's pretending to be a journalist. And then they say, all the things that are true that go against Anderson Cooper's narrative. And that's just my closing uh, on the debate segment. Trump does what he did at the second debate, but amps it up by at least 
five notches and brings up the O'Keefe stuff, the creamer. I mean, they all they all quit. One got fired, the other one resigned. Again, I heard one of the Democrats say, well, hey, come on, they resigned. It's all fine now. It's all good. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. And if I got, listen, and if I got one other where I could eliminate another person from the earth, if, I could, if, if, if baby Jesus said, okay, you, you got your one, and we got rid of Sally Cohen for you. But because you've been so good, you've been such a good person on this earth, we're going to give you one more. One more? And maybe this wasn't the adult Jesus. Maybe this is baby Jesus. Maybe baby Jesus, but he talks like a, a man. That's the thing about baby Jesus. He doesn't talk like a baby. He's not like, I got Google. He's like, hey, what's up? He's a baby. It's like, look who's talking. It's like Bruce Willis. His lips are moving. He's, ta- he's like, hey, what's up, Rob? Oh, my God. Baby Jesus. You're like Bruce Willis. Yeah, I know. And? Okay, baby Jesus. And he's like, I'll give you one more person we can eliminate. I think Van Jones would go. I think Van Jones would be uh, right after Sally Cohen. I hate Van Jones. And I know hate's a strong word. I hate Van Jones. I despise Van Jones. Totally despise him. Hate him. Thought I'd throw it out there. All right, it's Rob's Care Show. <laughs> People are listening like, what the heck is this guy's problem? All right, when we come back, I want to tackle real quick uh, a little voter fraud. Just a little voter fraud. Don't go away. Be right back. Uh, I don't want to hear Big Alaska Yes. About 2015, during a press conference, Secretary Clinton assured us her private email server was secure, saying the server was on private property guarded by the Secret Service. Now, this would be laughable if it wasn't so serious. I know, you know, my constituents in eastern Iowa know you don't need to be a cat burglar to hack into an email server, and you don't need a cloth to wipe a server clean. One would think that a former United States senator, one would think that a former Secretary of State would know this as well. Would you agree with that statement? You would think, although as I said before, one of the things I've learned in this case is that the Secretary may not have been as sophisticated as people assume. She didn't have a computer in her office at the State Department, for example. So I, I don't think, so I would assume the same thing about someone who'd been a Senator and a high-ranking official. I'm not sure it's a fair assumption in this case. All right, we are back. And we live. I will say this. I, you know, O'Keefe could have at least released this stuff a few weeks ago. I mean, I know three weeks before the election, you want to, you want it fresh in people's minds. But everybody knew that the media wasn't going to cover it. Everybody knew that it was going to take down of the media to even touch this. And even then, like I've told you time and time again, 
how they do this in the sense of they will put on their program, Hack Tapper will cover it, and they'll cover it in a way that gives a bunch of outs to Democrats so that the low-information voter hears an out, and then they only cover it for a few minutes. That way, when Hack Tapper is getting blasted online, he could go, we covered it. And Anderson Cooper could go, we covered it. And as long as they could say they covered it, then they, in their minds, can't be accused of being biased. As long as they could say we covered it, and they could go to October 18th and go, Steve, here we covered it. But O'Keefe could have at least released this two or three weeks. I mean, come on, O'Keefe. Don't tell me that it took you this long to put it together. I mean, I know this has been going on for a year, but two weeks ago, he didn't tell me that when it was released a few days ago, it was finished on a, on a, on a Sunday and released on a Monday. Come on. The least released this three weeks ago. Because we only got three weeks to, to keep beating the media up with this. Imagine if this stuff was released before the first debate. If this stuff was released before the first debate, we'd be able to hammer it the first debate. We'd be able to hammer it the second debate. We'd be able to hammer it the third debate. So that's the only thing I could say with O'Keefe and where he kind of failed. Three weeks before the election, I get it. That's the modus operandi. When you have this type of stuff, but we're not Democrats. We don't have the media in our pockets. So, yeah, for Democrats releasing a video of Donald Trump saying, when you're famous, they let you grandmother butter. That works three weeks before. Because the media is going to play it on a loop. Over and 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 over again. But for us, you have these O'Keefe videos. Nobody wants to talk about it. Media wants to try to cover it up. Put it in a situation where it's not as damaging. And when you got three weeks before, they could drag their feet. They could drag their feet, kicking and screaming. But if you could have pulled this out three weeks, four weeks ago, well, now uh, the media's got a long time to stall. It's easy to stall in three weeks. It's not hard to say against uh, O'Keefe and his crew that they should have done this weeks ago because it's still going to take some time to get everybody to cover it on a endless loop like I said they're still not covering it on an endless loop if they played this if they played this 
if they played this like they played the Trump grand by the pussy, it'd be over for Hillary. Because like I said before, somebody talking about pussy, talking about sex, doesn't affect people's pocketbooks. It doesn't affect people's lives. And I'm talking about the voter. Having two guys talk about sex in a disgusting, vile, over-the-top, gratuitous way doesn't affect mom-pa in the burbs out in Ohio or Pennsylvania trying to get by. And you've got Whoever is going to be a Democrat, you know, Hillary or or whoever, talking about being one way, talking about open borders. I mean, just just all those things, all those things, cozying up with big banks, open borders. These things affect mom, pa, and the burbs. These things affect the working people. Not shooting loads on women. Who want it? Women that are waiting outside uh, a, a concert saying, please give me a shot in the face. Give it to me. Give it to me. People's pocketbooks. But flooding this country with illegals sure does. Just saying. I'm just saying. Now, I want to talk about uh, the, the the voter fraud. Okay. Well, actually, you know what? What time is it? It's nine fifteen. We don't have we don't have a lot of time. Let me give you an example, and then we'll 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 kill it for the night. Let me give you an example of, of how the media covers. Let me just give you a, a, a quick example. One of the people, one of the quasi-reporters that were talked about in the Hillary Clinton email dumps is Dan uh, Murica, M-E-R-I-C-A. MRSA, is it, is it MRSA, Murica? Maybe it's MRSA, you know, like the disease MRSA. He wrote an article that says, what we've learned from the hacked emails of Hillary Clinton's campaign so far. Now, remember, this guy has already been called out in these emails as somebody that's, you know, basically on the payroll. For the Hillary Clinton campaign. Now listen to what his article says. Now remember, nobody's really covering the Hillary Clinton emails. And like I said, when you hear uh, Anderson Cooper or, or, or Wolf Blitzer or of the media push you back and say, we've been covering those emails. We've been... When we say covering... We're talking about 
grab by the pussy covering. We're talking about People Magazine covering. We're talking about, I was on an airplane with Donald Trump almost 40 years ago. And his hands were like octopuses. That's the type of coverage we're talking about. So the guy that's part of the hacks as being a reporter, a shill, starts the article from a shill's perspective, from a shill writing an article protecting who he's shilling for. The emails hacked from Hillary Clinton's campaign chairman, John Podesta, have offered an insight into the inner workings of the famously guarded candidate uh, operation. And it turns out they're not much different than the external ones. Oh, so Dan Mursa, who's been called out as being a hack reporter for the Democrats and the Clinton campaign, writes an article about Hillary's hacked emails that say, eh, there's really nothing here. Anything that talks about Hillary in these emails, you guys already know. Her inner workings and the behind the scenes, it's all stuff that you already know. And that's insane. That, that, that's not the truth. That's a lie. Now, again, if you're a low-information voter and you're not part of the whole WikiLeaks thing, you don't know that Dan Merka is a hack. You don't know he's a CNN Glenn Trust from Politico. You don't know that he's a mook. He's a mamaluk. He's a scavoz. You don't know that. So you're low information voter and you're like, oh, cool. So these hacked emails from Hillary Clinton don't say anything. They don't really say anything different, but that's BS. I mean, just the fact of Hillary Clinton saying we need to have open borders and anybody that believes in having borders isn't American. Now, of course, I'm paraphrasing, but that's what she said. People that talk about having a strong border, people that talk about deporting individuals that are here illegally, People that say, hey, uh, the, 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 this, ex- this immigration experiment needs to kind of be worked here. It needs, it needs to kind of be altered. If you're going to come here, you need to have something to offer this country. We don't need warm bodies here, okay? We got enough. People that feel that way are un-American. For Dan Mercer to say, eh, what we learned from these hacked emails isn't really anything different than what we already know. Really? Really, Dan? And like I said, he can't 
or he won't talk about what's in the emails. He's not going to say that he's part of the leaked emails. He's not going to say that Gloria Berger is part Brianna Keeler. He's not, I mean, the emails showed how every single major network is part of the Hillary Clinton slash Democrat inner circle. I mean, that's what the email showed. And of course, Tail Copan and Dan Murka are t- not in there. Matter of fact, he says the emails are dumped out of order. And in some cases, without context or knowledge of any of the other replies. Like, what? Hey, Chelsea, spoiled brat. What's taken out of context? What, 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 what part of the reply do you need? Hey, Glenn Thrust, thanks for being a hack. Thanks for giving me all this information and letting me edit it. Hey, Haberman from the New York Times, thank you for working with us in creating stories. Hey, Sam Haben, Hame Sabin, whatever the hell your name is, the Univision owner, Carlos, I mean, what's out of context? Hey, make sure you give Bill Clinton people. Make sure you give the people that have donated to the Clinton uh, Foundation preferential treatment in that Haiti thing. What's out of context? What reply do you need? Well, we didn't see the reply of that person saying, I will not do that. That is unethical. What reply do we need? Dan Murka? Tail Copan? I mean, if you read this article, you come away from reading Topan and Mecca, Mercer, as all of these leaks just show staffers agonizing over a tweet, certain response. And the fact that there were multiple drafts and talking points and speeches. That's all. And again, it's just further truth. It really is. And I wish these things were released. A month ago. But it is what it is. Alright, it's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari Show. So listen to me, you guys. Just listen to me. Tomorrow, uh, we're going to do the show after the debate. We're not going to do the show during the debate because that's stupid. That's just really stupid. 
I mean, it's just why would why would you want to do the debate? Why would you want to do the show during the debate? Exactly. So we're gonna do the show after the debate. So right after the debate's over, we're gonna do the show. So uh, I think that will be seven thirty. So I mean, we're still gonna be on at our at our somewhat time, but it won't be at seven. Because the debate will still be going on. The debate's on at 6 to 7.30. We'll be on at 7.30, 7.45. And we'll be talking about the debate. So be here. Be here. Be here. It's Rob Zakari. Don't forget, uh, follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on um, iHeartRadio. Follow us on Wherever, right? all those places, Go Twitter, Facebook, uh, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spreaker, Block Talk Radio. Go there. It's the Carrie Show. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Later.